live over here, coming to you from Summers in Philadelphia uh, with our Oria Stroll program, early morning Oria Stroll. Oria Stroll in the AM over here, um, a lovely Tuesday morning. Yes? Lovely and wet, and, and we can hear the... Um, Cherry tomatoes ripening with this rain, and our peppers, our pepper crop getting big, fat, and juicy. Baruch Hashem, the Rebbein Shem sending the rain down. And as the Rishonim tell us, rain is always an auspicious sign. Rain is always a simon that Shefa is coming down from Shemaim, Hashem's bounty. And um, Rashi and Ksubis actually says that whenever it rains, it's. What Rashi says on the surface is that it's a simon that Hashem is being makabal tfilis. And the Hasidic should take maybe on Rashi, which is said over, is that it's it's Ace Ratzin to Davin when it's raining, because when it's raining, it's a time of Artilus being accepted, it's a time of Ratzin, a time of Hashem giving to us, Hashem nurturing us, Hashem taking care of us. And uh, so, um, with that in mind, this should be an Ace Ratzin for all of Kleistral, an auspicious time for us to tap into. But yes, watch out a bit, of, watch out for those flash floods. <coughs> uh, don't drive down those, you know, um, Trivos, don't take Trivos. Don't take Trivos. Take Filmats. Okay. Yeah, you should, you should check the Javier. Yeah, Trivos. Trivos has, gets, goes underwater. Get lakes. Trivos develops lakes on rain days. Well, let's continue in Ori over here. As we appreciate Hashem's Shefa coming down. We're up to the paragraph of Ochein. Ochein Bechlal Noida. And where, 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 where do we leave off? The Rebbe is building up an argument over here for learning Musr. And that's really what he's doing. Um, he's promoting Musr, and, but he's, he's very carefully, deliberately, and methodically developing his argument, putting all the pieces on the board for us. And he starts off by saying that, really, we're in big trouble. <clears throat> Roshan is around the corner, Yom Kippur is around the corner, and we're all in trouble. We're all in big trouble. Um... It used to be just the mere knowledge that Elul was coming, Elul was present, was enough to get Yidin to, to wake up and shake up and get their act together. It doesn't work anymore. He's trying to figure out why not. And the answer that he gave us is we're basically submerged. We're submerged in three factors. The first factor is Hergel routine. Routine dulls us and gets us desensitized from what's going on around us because we're just slaves to routine. We're not really coming to the surface to see what's going on uh, because we're submerged in this soup, in this murk and mire of routine. The second factor that submerges us is our Averis. Averis numb us, Averis desensitize, Averis cloud our, 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 our judgment and our thinking. They, don't, they, they, they can be staring mortal peril and danger in the face, spiritually, but the spiritual clash and damage of Averis is, I, I just, you know, I laugh it off, I shrug it off, you know, Shalom Yihi Ali will be alright. The third one is the environment we saw. I'm submerged by the environment, just surrounded by people that Really, they're not taking anything seriously. Hello, life. Not much is serious. That's my environment. And that also will, will um, dull us, will diminish our, our cognizance of what's going on around us. How do we wake ourselves up? Is Musr, we saw a little Musr goes a long way. A little Musr allows us to begin to awake from this slumber, come out of hibernation, get our heads above the surface of this sub immersion and submersion that we are submerged in and to 
realize that, wow, I'm talking big trouble. I'm, I've been neglecting everything. I've been neglecting life. I've been neglecting myself for the last 11 months. And Rosh Hashanah is around the corner. And look how much trouble I'm in. Look, look, how, look how we've been so neglectful of life. That's what Musr does, because Musr just straightens out the mind. Musr straightens out the perspective. Musr gets us to chap what's going on and chap ourselves and chap how what's going on is relevant to ourselves. As we said so many times last week, Moser makes things practical and personal. Personal and practical it allows me to see what's going on, allows me to relate to what's going on. How it's negate to me. It's really negate to me. There is academic Moser. That's not Rabbi Sol's Moser. Academic Moser is when what? We learn Moser and we see how it's relevant to you. Aha, to Yenim. He's in trouble. You better do tshuva. You better repent. You're in big trouble. That's academic Musr. But I, we get up and say a, a beautiful half of the Gestigl Torah from this, that, and the other. All these sources combine all these sources together. And I got this from Chazal. Half of a fellow. But if, if I'm not changing myself at the end of the session, if I don't return home and say, I better do tshuva, that's not Rabbi Sol's Musr. That's not real Musr. That's academics. Academics. My wife had a teacher in high school that uh, told her class that on, on Yom Kippur she would come in to shul and she would say Ashamtem, Bagadatem, Gazaltem, Chatosem, Avisem, Pashatem, which means you've all sinned, you've all committed treason, you've all, she said it in, 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 in second person, not in first person. Chatosem, Avisem, Pashatem, Ashamtem, Bagadatem, Gazaltem. I think she was making a joke when she said this. But, um, Were your wife or? No, the teacher, the teacher, the teacher. She was like a, I never had her as a teacher, but I go to the same high school my wife went to. <laughs> um, it was, uh, <laughs> um, but the, my understanding is that she was being like, it was a vitz a little bit. It was being said tongue-in-cheek. But uh, that's academic Moser, is when our, when um, tongue-in-cheek, not on-cheek. I know. Anyway, um, so that's what happens from comes from um, cleaning up a flood, dealing with flood damage. Uh, uh, a, a soggy yamako. So the um, kids are that's academic musr when it's not personalized at all. It's not relevant to me. It's like oh, it's relevant to you, all of you. Good. So what we left off with was as follows. Rabbi said the only way out of the of the of the quagmire is limud musari for us to learn musar, and that that opens our eyes and makes things practical and personal. It personalizes el el wow el is negate to me. Rishon is negate to me. Kippur is negate to me, and I'm in big trouble. The impasse that we reached last time was as follows. It said Rabbi Yisrael, you know, he, he's aware that there's going to be a sakana as a result. What's the sakana? We're going to start learning a little bit of Musr. A little Musr does go a long way, but a little Musr will lead us to, to um, a total overwhelming um, breakdown of, of, of um, despair. The impasse of despair. I'm going to start learning a little Musr, and the moment I realize, Taka, how much trouble I'm in, and how much I have to fix up, and what I have to deal with, I'm going to despair. And it's going to lead me to 
to um, despair and to surrender and to what we call yush. I'm going to be so overwhelmed by what I need to do. I'm going to, again, be in the state of, of um, you know, giving up hope, hopelessness, hopelessness. So ha- ha- what do we do now? What do we do now? So let's see, Rishol is going to tell us we have to press on nevertheless. Let, let's see, that's where we... That's what we were up to last time. We're now up to this paragraph that begins Ochein. Let's see. Ochein. So, what Rabbi Saul is anticipating is, we're going to tell Rabbi Saul back, look, I, I know where you're coming from. I know what you want us to do, Rabbi Solanter, Rabbi Lipkin. I know what you want from us. That was his last name. I know what you want from us. Generally, if you bump into a Yid whose last name is Lipkin, it means, usually means they're a descent of Rabbi Saul Solanter. B'derech Um... So, uh, so um, we're going to tell Rabbi Lipkin, Rabbi Sorol Vek, we're going to say, it's not worth it. If I start learning a little Muslim, I'm going to be so overwhelmed, I'm going to shut down. I'll, I'll just find another way. I hear what you're saying. I'll find another way of dealing with it. But what's the other way of dealing with the upcoming Yamadin without working on Musr? I'll, I'll take you seriously. No. I'll, I'll work on accumulating schusim. I will work on improving myself without Musr. I'll work on shuvat tefillah tzedakah. I'll work on, you know, shapru ma'isechem. What the shayfer tells us, shapru ma'isechem, improve yourselves, improve your actions, make yourselves better, make yourselves good Jews. I'll be a good Jew. I'll learn more, I'll give more tzedakah, I'll daven more. But this Musr business, I, I'm going to have to avoid that. I'm sorry, Yisrael. It's just not going to work for me because the moment I start learning and dabbling in Musr, I, I really feel that I'm going to have to give up. So Bishal reassures us that that, that, that that really this is the only way to go. And better to take the Musa approach with the risk of shutdown and despair than to take the, the other alternative which would, our, our minds would suggest to us, which is just work on the positive. Positive reinforcement. Positive improvements. Shapru <clears throat> Make yourselves better. Says Bishal, that's not going to work. Let's see why. Okay. It's known, which means it's known from study, and it's backed up by experience. If someone wants to be a servant of God, in an, in, 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 a, in, a way, in an uplifted way, he's saying if you take this approach, we'll call it roimamus, an approach of raising yourself, uplifting yourself, deciding you're going to deal with with positivity, positive action, Positive movements. He won't focus on Musr, which, you know, in, in, in his day, in his age, it took, you know, quite a long time to convince Klai Yisrael to espouse the approach of Rabbi Yisrael of Musr. He had many, many, many opponents. And uh, uh, many opponents, um, as is well known. In the yeshiva world, he, it was far from universally accepted. Uh, it was controversial every twist and turn, every step of the way. And one of the arguments of the opponents of Rabbi Yisrael was that Musr takes us to a very gloomy place. That was one of the arguments against Rabbi Yisrael. And even by the Litvisha, the Litvisha had this argument. Musr takes us to a very gloomy place. A place of like, we're, we're you know, morose and morbid and we're thinking about, you know, the Yom HaMisa, we're thinking about the Kever, we're thinking about, we're just doing introspection, looking at all these things that we're doing wrong. And, and that's not, since when is that... Uh, since when is that Yiddishkeit that we're supposed to go into this dark, gloomy, cold, and 
and, and lonely place and focus on everything that we did wrong and focus on the Tchunas HaNefesh. And th- th- that was one of the arguments against Rabbi Yisrael. So th- th- don't focus on, on, on negative, let's just focus on the positive. Reimamus, focus on action. Let's focus on Teira, learning. Let's focus on Chesed. Says Rabbi Yisrael, I know you're going to want to go there. And he's really anticipating the arguments of not just the, the, the year that he's writing to that's going to be overwhelmed by what Musa is going to do, but he's his opponents. So yeah, there's, this, there's an idea of serving Hashem B'madrega saw of just replacing Musa with action, with, with, with learning, with Maisim Toivim, but Hamusari, without that. says Rabbi Yisrael, however, that is not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And remember, we said this many times, and that's why Klaisol has indeed, by now, by now, Klaisol has more or less accepted Rabbi Sol's, um legacy of Musser and the importance of Musser, the primacy of Musser. Rabbi Sol was a very practical, practical guy. Very practical, very pragmatic. He knew people in and out. He knew Kaychas HaNefesh in and out. And he knew how we needed to make practical changes in our lives. And Rabbi Sol is saying very dismissively, Raimamus is great, uplifting oneself is great with that Musser, but with that Musser, it's not going to work. Transformation. Self-transformation. Going from a state of bad to a state of good. Going from a state of being in trouble to a state of being out of trouble. Going from a state of being in disrepair to repair without Musser. Let's just skip the parentheses for a moment. He, Kemoi, Bakajas or Iabali Ayan is like the, the guy who wants to know, wants to be able to see without any eyes. Ushmi Baloy Aizen and hearing without ears. What a what a poignant analogy Rabbi Saul is giving us. And he's not being poetic, he's being poignant. You wanna improve yourself, you wanna transform yourself, transform yourself. You wanna real have real transformation without learning Musr, without getting into the Kishkas, without opening of the hood. Yeah, man, maybe morose, it may be gloomy over there. But you want to do it without getting under the hood, and you th- and, and and you expect to come away with transformation, making yourself a different person. That the coming year should be different. Again, that's like the guy who who, who doesn't have eyes who would like to see. The guy who doesn't have ears who would like to hear. One moment before we get back to the analogy. Now let's see the parentheses that we skipped. In, in parentheses, we're talking about real Musr. Real Musr that gets the Kish, because real Musr that gets the core. Again, he made clear that there's different types of Musr. There's real Musr, Rabbi Sol's Musr, and there's academic Musr, where I'm learning a sugya. It's Gishmak. It's, 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 it's a Gishmak intellectual exercise, but I'm not making it personalized. I'm not, I'm not getting into my own Kish, because I'm not getting under the hood. Again, that's clear in the parentheses that there's different ways of learning Musr. Alkal Panim says Rabbi Sol, it's like trying to see without eyes, trying to hear without ears. What's he saying? He's saying it's not a vart of the effort. It's not a vart of how much you're going to put in. It's not a vart of the quanti- quantity of work. You're lacking something on a, fundam- a fundamental foundational level. You're lacking the tools. You're lacking the kalim. When you don't learn Musr, you don't have the proper equipment for self-transformation. You're lacking the equipment. Transformation change in oneself requires tools 
You have to have the right tools in your toolkit. If I'm not learning Musa, I don't have that tool. All, if all I have is Raimamus, all I have is I'm investing in positivity. I'm investing in learning more. Nocha Seder, Nocha Toysus, Nocha Parminut from learning. If I'm investing in Maisim Toivim, if I'm investing in Tzedakah, I'm investing in Davening better, Davenin, Daven Metabren. I'll invest in all these positive actions, but I'm not opening up the hood and getting there down into the grime and the grease of my soul, which is Musr, then I, Pasha, don't have the right tools. And it's, again, it's trying to see without eyes. You can never see without eyes, no matter how hard you work, no matter how hard you try. It's not a word of effort. It's not a matter of effort. It's just, I'm, I'm, I don't have the right equipment. I don't have the right equipment. Trying to fix your car without the right tools. Try to take a take a um, you know, take the, the doorknob off without a screwdriver. You're never going to be able to do it without a screwdriver. It's impossible. No matter. How, I mean, well, let your kids play with the door for a few minutes. See, it's not impossible. Um, but but uh, but but um, seeing without eyes, hearing without ears, is not a word of effort. It's a word of kalim. And says Rabbi Yisrael, Transformation, change without Musr is simply lacking the equipment. You're never going to be able to do it. Never, ever, ever, no matter how hard you try. Now, let's explain why. Um, the, 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 the Rabbi Sol doesn't explain why. He's just kind of saying this insistently that trying to change ourselves without a Musr limud, without what Rabbi Sol's offering us and bestowing us with is never going to work. We're never going to succeed in change. We're never going to succeed in transformation. Even if we invest so much in positive action, positive reinforcement, positive uplifting, never going to work. But he doesn't tell us why. The, the reason why it doesn't work, we really saw in the, in the Vilna Goyen and Evan Shlema. And this morning is actually a morning that evokes that lesson so <coughs> clearly and so well. We saw in, the, in Evan Shlema, in the Vilna Gain, a while ago, that he said, Torah, which is positive, which is uplifting, which gives us Ravimus, makes us great, is essentially like rain, he said. And what does rain do? Rain gives life. Rain causes things to thrive. Rain waters and produces and grows things. Rain will grow whatever's there. Universally, whatever I have in my garden, rain, rain will grow, and rain will have, make everything thrive. <coughs> Both the cherry tomatoes, the jalapeno peppers, the cucumbers. I'm not really sure if they're cucumbers. I'm going to bring in one for the oven to examine. We plant something that said cucumbers on the pack. We're growing these strange. They look like mutant zucchinis, actually. Really, what? They're like these huge mutant zucchinis. Those are gherkins. They look, yeah, they look spiky. They have like little bumps on them, teeny little. Okay, they're like mutant zucchinis. Um, the, the, the rain, Baruch Hashem, produces all the, the, the ranch farms or the ranch crops. Everything is growing, but the weeds, we're not on top of the weeds. The rain makes the weeds grow too, right? The daffodils and the clover and, 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 and even the weeds that don't look so nice. It makes everything grow. Rain makes everything grow. Says the gain, we saw the Nevin Shlema, Torah, is this, this huge watering can that's going to make everything grow. Everything grows. Maimidas Taivas grow with Taira. 
my, 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 my good characteristics, my, my good traits, but the shlechta ones grow also. The bad ones grow together with the good ones. And this is true of really, Torah does this the most, but any roimimus, any investment in positive, positive action, positive energy, where I uplift myself, I'm uplifting all of myself. I'm raising all of myself with the gansaganskite, the good and the bad. So I have bad energy. I have bad tendencies. I have bad interests. I have bad pursuits and pastimes. When I invest in positive action, positive energy, that is giving life to all of me, the good and the bad. So if I love to learn, I have a tremendous masmid, the Torah will make me love to learn even more. If I love to eat, Torah will make me love to eat even more. With that Moser, Torah with that Moser. If I love to dive into the Rebbeinu Shalalim, Torah conceivably will, 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 will raise that, will grow that. If I love sports, I love just to sit down and, and just deactivate my mind for six hours straight. So I was saying yesterday, there's Yidna do this apparently, right? Three games in a row. Six hours straight with the pregame and the postgame and the pregame and the postgame. Ten hours straight with the pregame and the postgame. So if I love to do that, I'll tackle love to do that even more also. That also gets uplifted. The Gansa Mensch gets, gets that, that Raymond The Raymond goes everywhere when there's no Moser, when there's no Moser. Um, the Raymond goes everywhere. Yeah, it goes into the Torah and it goes into the Tefillah and it goes into the Dvekas, but it also goes... Into the shlechta parts of me also. The tivus, it has tivus, has tivus that, eat, that, 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 that are very powerful. Interests, unhealthy interests that are very powerful, Torah will make those more powerful too. He grows in his learning. He's growing in his entirety, in his entire um, existence. So if he has unhealthy desires, unhealthy tivus, Torah will be watering those as well. This is what Rabbi Saul is saying over here. This is why Raimamus is not going to work. Raimamus, uplifting oneself, focusing on passive, learning and davenin, and maizim toivim, is just pouring more energy into me. I feel fast, I feel fat, I feel big, I feel great, but all of me feels great and big and fast and fat and fast including the shlechta parts also, including the unhealthy parts. It's all getting uplifted. This is the problem. I'm not going to get out of this, this, this vicious cycle, this pattern, negative pattern of descent, because, yeah, I'm uplifting the good, but I'm uplifting the bad. Half of a fellow is scary. That's, that's what's going on. So as we saw, you need Moser to break the cycle. You need Moser to be able to work out the bad and transform yourself. Change yourself and replace bad with good. Only Musa is going to do it. Got to get under the hood. Um, so says Rabbi Saul, Ula Zois, with this in mind, our Paiskim, that means our guides, our leaders, the ones who, 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 who show us the way, who show us the way forward through through this 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 very serious time of year, Ace, Ha'achana, Levaya, Lamishpa, Rosh Hashanah, time that we have to get ready to appear before God for judgment, Rosh Hashanah, Ubi Yoyser, Ha'achana, Liyam, all the more so, preparation we have to put in for getting ready for Yom Kippur. It's interesting, all the more so, saying as much as you have to prepare for Rosh Hashanah, you have to prepare even more for Yom Kippur. Pashat Rishon means Rosh Hashanah, we're judged, but Yom Kippur is where 
is 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 rachim and veratzen slichum mechila is is where we can really um, seal in a good year. Asher ein day ba'er ha'esik ha'gadol lefnei adam lo'achin es atzim lefnei boyoy. There's no there's no overstating and there's no overemphasizing the amount of preparation we have to put in. How seriously we have to take this. So again, Rishol says, I'm not backing off. I'm not backing down. I know Musar comes with the risk that you may feel overwhelmed. You may feel against the wall. You may feel despair. But the alternative is going to get us right back into trouble again. The alternative, which is just focus on the positive, work, you know, hard, just learn more. Shabu ma'isechem. That with that Musr is only going to lead us right back into our doom again, and we're not going to be ready for Shana at all because we're we're watering the bad together with the good. We're still going to be in trouble. So says Rabbi Yisrael, not apologetically, but he says it emphatically, and he says it unequivocally. Musr is our only way forward, and we have to take Musr even with the risks. Okay, so that wraps up that paragraph. We will continue tomorrow and try to see this Mikhtav. I don't know if we'll finish the whole thing up in one day, but. Mitz Hashem, see this mitzvah to the end. So we're getting towards the end of this mitzvah, then we'll move on to another one. I want you to have a wonderful day, a wonderful dry day.